and welcome to The Catholic Journey. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from South Sacramento. It is a beautiful blue sky, cloudless day in South Sacramento. The sun is out, the temperature is warm, and just what a beautiful, beautiful spring day today. Well, uh, it's Saturday, and so this evening some of you will be going to Mass, and for sure the rest of you will be going tomorrow on Sunday, and this is the fourth Sunday of Lent, and this weekend the gospel is of the prodigal son, a very famous uh, gospel, and I'm sure you've heard heard some reflections on that. I have one I'd like to share with you today that I think is, um, I think it's very pertinent to many of us in our lives, and I think there'll be something in this short reflection that we can maybe ponder this evening and tomorrow and see how we might apply some of this meaning to our lives. So let's just jump right in. There is a great desire in all of us to find happiness and to feel fulfilled in our lives. For many of us, our daily focus in life is centered on experiencing enjoyment. In the gospel today, this search for happiness is symbolized by the younger son who went in search of personal fulfillment, enjoyment, and happiness. The only problem with the younger son's journey was that he thought he could find true happiness through a life of what the gospel calls a life of dissipation. He attempted to find happiness by satisfying every desire he possesses. It didn't matter if it was moral or immoral. This choice of life eventually led him to live with the pigs in the piggery. I am sure that if the father of the son, or in fact anyone else, had tried to persuade the son that he would be wasting his life and his money in this pursuit for happiness, he would not have been persuaded. He had to uh, be left to learn the hard way from his own mistakes. Doesn't this scenario sound familiar? Familiar for sure to parents, but also familiar for so many of us as well. He had to decide for himself to return home. If someone had went to bring him home or to persuade him to return, I would guess that he would have resented resented it. The younger son reminds me of a struggle for happiness we see in our society today. In so many ways, we live lives of comfort, easy lives, and yes, we really are spoiled. I know that some of us are having difficulties, but most of us really are not. We live in a nice climate. We have plenty of food. We have a home with a roof over our heads and have well beyond the basics needed to survive. Yet we find ourselves experiencing a spiritual famine in our country. Because of this spiritual famine, in some ways we have ended up like the younger son, living with the pigs in the piggery. Let's take a moment and think about this. Drug and alcohol abuse is an all-time high. Marital infidelity has become a common occurrence. Pornography not only has become accepted by so many, it is now in most of the movies rated PG-13 and R, movies that even some of our children watch. The murdering of children has become accepted as a personal choice. And no one speaks of gluttony as sin anymore. Yet for the first time, it is now predicted that many parents will live longer than their children due to their morbid obesity. Self-indulgence has overtaken our society. 
our families, and our lives. Because of this, we could say that we are like the younger son, living with the pigs in need of returning to our father. So why not return? We won't find happiness with the pigs. In the gospel parable, we are given the most beautiful description of our heavenly father. He is outside of the house waiting for the younger son to return. And when he does return, his father runs toward him, grabs him in his arms and kisses him tenderly, then brings him in and throws a party for him. When we choose to return to God, he also runs towards us, embraces us, and throws a party for us. But he waits for us to make the first move back toward him, that is, our free will. In the gospel, there is another point to be made, maybe more pertinent to many of us here today, and that is the story of the older son. The older son, despite the fact that he was with the father all those years, was shocked that his father so easily forgave the younger son, embraced him for returning, and even threw a party for him. Even after all those years of being with the father, the older son didn't really know or understand his father's heart. The older son never felt accepted, appreciated, or loved by the father. That was his problem, not the father's. So his resentment towards his younger brother was really pointing to a deeper wound. He didn't feel loved. The older son had no real relationship with his father. He was distant and aloof. He was like the Pharisees and the scribes who complained about Jesus' ministry to the sinners. For years, the older son had done the right thing, but with the wrong attitude. The elder son didn't really recognize his brother as his brother. The elder son could in fact be called the prodigal son, who stayed at home. He is also lost, but his lostness is more difficult to see. So this parable is really about a loving father and two prodigal sons, or two lost sons. We are all like the elder son in the sense that none of us yet know our father's heart as we should. How many of us approach the altar and receive Holy Communion, yet still carry anger and resentment in our hearts? Are we not told that we are to make peace first? St. Matthew tells us, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Doesn't this help us understand our Father's heart a little better? Probably the most profound and beautiful part of the parable comes at the point where the father turns to his eldest son and states, All I have is yours. Our heavenly father also tells us, All that I have is yours. We were not told at the end of the parable if the elder son went in to the party, if he rejected his father's invitation, or if he humbled himself, truly recognizing his father's heart, abandoned his self-pride, allowed compassion and love to overtake his sinfulness, and repented. Jesus leaves that conclusion for us to make. But we also have a choice to make. Regardless if we have been near our Heavenly Father for years, 
or have drastically strayed away. Will we stay outside or will we go in and enjoy the Father's party? Far away hills always seem to look green. There are many attractions in life and there are many voices saying to us, Follow me or follow your desires and you will find happiness. But the best offer of happiness is from God our Father and his offer of all that I have is yours. Well, there's the reflection for the gospel of the prodigal sons. I hope that there was something that really uh, caught your attention or maybe lit up a little bit uh, in your mind on how we're living our lives and how we might be one of those two prodigal sons. And maybe we could ponder a little bit about how we think about our Father, God's love for us. And are we aware and in tune that He's always waiting, always waiting for us to turn back towards Him. And when we do that, He'll be anticipating running towards us and embracing us and just filling us with His grace and His mercy. So as you spend the rest of today, please take a moment and pray to God and pray for His grace to come into your life and that you can start seeing really just how lovely you are in His eyes and how much He cherishes you and always wants you to turn back to Him. Have a wonderful day. God bless. And until next week, take care.